You have found the Run Around Iowa, the podcast that's dedicated to news and interviews with the athletes, coaches, and personalities who are making headlines in college cross country, track and field, road running, trail running, and triathlon in the state of Iowa. And now from the home office in Clive, here is your host, Lance Bergeson. My guest today helps set in motion the Pink Gorilla Events Running Production Company. The Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska-based organization puts on such big events as the Good Life Has the Half Marathon, the Leprechaun Chase 10K, the Born and Raced in Nebraska 10K Series, the Cornfield 10K, and the Harvest Moon Hustle 10K. On Saturday, May 14th, Pinkerella will host the return of the wildly popular market-to-market relay event from Jefferson to Des Moines after a two-year hiatus. So welcome to the podcast, Ben Cahoon and Linda Brown. Hello. Hi. Hey, Lance. Thanks for, for coming on the podcast again. Uh, <laughs> we tried this on Friday, but we had some nasty thunderstorms came through that apparently knocked out my, uh, my, uh, my Wi-Fi and everything else here. So we're giving this another go, and it's, uh, it's exciting for me to have you on because uh, market to Market's an event that I really enjoy thoroughly, as do a lot of Central Iowans. It's great to have it back on the schedule. Yeah, we're super excited to to be doing it again, and um, I know we uh, we are very very excited for a couple weeks here. And I remember you one time saying, Lance, that um, it might be your favorite running event of the year. Yeah, I think it might have been because, uh, well, it's it's because of the team camaraderie and, and the fact that you're running not just for yourself, but for others. Is that kind of what the message that the other runners tell you uh, at these events, that that it is kind of their favorite event, that they really enjoy it so much? Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. I mean, I think as adults and as you get older, there's not that many times that you get together with your friends and families. And so I think it just makes it a really special weekend that people circle on their calendar and say, Hey, we're going to get together this weekend and do this no matter what. And so you see lots of family reunions, lots of friend reunions, and um, they just, they just walk away and just say, we have to do that again. And that was one of the best days of my year. So it's yeah. amazing to hear that. Linda, I think you probably get a, a, a similar type of reaction, but Linda probably interacts with runners more on race day than I do. Mm, sure. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, what, uh, what do runners tell you, Linda? What, what do they tell you that they most enjoy the most about it? Um, they just love running with their friends. I think because yeah. running can be such a solo sport that the opportunity to run with your friends and have a good time. Uh, the thing that always surprises me is how fast people say the day went. They say yeah. they're expecting, they get up there, they get to the starting line. And before they know it, they're pulling into the shindig and celebrating the day that just flew by. They had so much fun and, and it just goes so quick. You're having fun. You're moving from place to place, seeing your friends yeah. along the course. It's just really fun. Even the teams that are running a uh, 12-minute mile pace, they just they, they still um, you know they still say the day goes by fast, huh? Yes, absolutely. There, it's by the time that you let your runner out and you get them sent on their way and get back in your van and drive to the next exchange. You're picking your people up. You're running into people 
that are on the course that you haven't seen, laughing about the costumes, the fun decorated bands. Um, it's just a really fun day and so much to see and so much to do. And uh, well, and and it's a tight schedule because you got to get from one uh, site to the next. <laughs> you, you, you know, you, uh, you got to, uh, you, you can't diddle, diddle uh, dilly dally around uh, when the, yeah, with the, the, the yeah, with the legs being 2.8 miles to 5.8, you know, you just don't have a lot of time to, to, to wait, like you said. And, you know, there's other relays that might have longer exchange points, but we've always tried to keep it between that 5K and 10K mark so that it does go really fast. Yeah, and I like those legs because um, you, because you can um, go a little faster, and 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 you don't need uh, you know, you know to carry your own uh, refreshments on the course either. So you can yeah you can probably you can probably survive without that. So so that's yeah nice. totally. Um, so you can get that once you get back to your vehicle. Um, so you know there there's been other relays in the past that have been created like Hood to Coast, um, and. And this event has been, this will be the eighth in-person event for uh, Market to Market Relay, Jefferson and Des Moines. But the, the Nebraska event, you've had it since 2008. What was kind of the inspiration behind starting a relay uh, first, um, the one that in, the, in Nebraska, and then, the, and then the second one? Yeah, so um, um, basically, I started running about that same time, maybe probably about two years earlier and I grew up playing soccer and just team sports. And then after college, I, you know, just got into running. Like I think a lot of people at that time were doing just to do something to get into shape. And, you know, I fell in love with the sport and was just, you know, I, I liked going outside. I liked exploring. I liked being competitive with myself again. And in many ways it was a way that I thought I could trick, my friends that were soccer players into running so you know i saw hood to coast there was another race uh in southern iowa called river to river relay that is the you know a similar format to this about 80 miles and then um and so we i decided omaha needed omaha to lincoln needed something like this and so uh i wrote the the plan of how it would happen in that days it was before Google maps were really around. So I uh, actually took my dad's like old Schwinn bike out in the back roads in Nebraska to figure out how it all, all linked together. And, you know, unlike the Jefferson to Des Moines, there wasn't a continuous trail system. So there was a lot of linking that had to happen in the middle section of the course. And, you know, I'm, I made the whole plan and how it all work. And then I went to, I talked to people that were putting on races and like, you guys should do this because I want to do it. Right. Here's the plan. Just, just go execute it. And they all said that they were, were too busy and they were doing too many other things. And uh, so my best friend and me, Jason Bakewell, he was moving back from Utah at the time and he had just um, finished his master's and basically outdoor recreation or, or recreation and i was like hey i'm thinking about doing this when you come back would you help me get it off the ground and he was like definitely and mm -hmm. so basically from there we uh we started you know building it out and so it was basically from 18 
18 months from ideation to first race um, that, that we had that, and that, you know, it was the first event we ever put on, which is crazy to think about. It was 24 exchanges. So it was like putting on 24, five Ks simultaneously. Um, and, um, it's not how most people get into race directing. I don't think they don't do the hardest thing possible first. Uh, but that was kind of my first race too. The first race I ever did was a, a marathon. And so I guess I'm just, uh, a person that just, <laughs> am either, uh, love, love very punishing myself or just super ambitious. <laughs> very ambitious. Yeah. And, yeah. And so, I mean, it's so a natural it's a natural thing for you to, to, to think of something like that because it is about 60 miles between the two. It's, it's, it's a good distance between Lincoln and, and, and Omaha. Um, makes some sense that, that there should be something like that, a relay there. Yeah. Yeah. And so Linda was our, uh, if you've done the market to market relay, we have a thing called the shindig, which is the finish line with a party all wrapped in one. And uh, he's behind that. Linda was, our shindig director from the very beginning and so she can kind of tell you her origin story which is kind of one of those small world stories as well okay yeah so i um got an email at work about the market to market relay and was really excited about it so i went home that night and told my husband hey we got to sign up for this race it looks like fun and he said well i built the website for it and I said, what in the world? He's like, yeah, that's what I do at night when you go to bed early. So um, jumped on, took a look at it. And I said, man, this looks like fun. Do you think the guy who's putting this on needs help? And he goes, well, maybe. Why don't you just send him an email? So I got a hold of Ben and said, hey, do you need any help with anything? And he said, well, where do you want to be? And I said, well, um, I don't know do you are you doing any event planning and he said we need somebody to plan a party at the end and I said perfect I'll do it so that was year one and it's and just grown since that. then yeah yeah and you and you kind of what was your background then Linda what were you uh, what were you doing um, were you doing um, website no actually I was in customer service at Goodyear right out of college hmm. and um, I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do forever and started having kids and decided I was going to stay at home with them. And this came right on the heels of having my first kid and starting to work part time. And this was the perfect opportunity. And then as Ben continued to grow the company, then he'd ask for my help with other things. And by the time my kids were in kindergarten, I was working full time with Pink Gorilla Events. Okay. That was Pinkarella, uh, the formation of this company. Yeah, so how this all got started is at the time I was working at the Arbor Day Foundation. Uh, they're a nonprofit that uh, plants and celebrates planting trees. So um, this year is actually going to be their 150th celebration of the Arbor Day National Holiday and the 50th year of the Arbor Day Foundation. Nice. And, nice. Um, and so at the time that I started market to market. I was working there doing social entrepreneurship. So I was starting businesses within the Arbor Day Foundation. So my brain was kind of always working on starting um, new things and like a normal person would do, like my free time was spent, you know, starting things like the market to market relay. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so 
it's just kind of how it how it began and um from there you know i was continuing to work at the arbor day foundation but i was doing market to market in my free time and eventually i met my wife and we got serious and we got married and jason met his wife and uh they got serious and they got married and our wives were were like you kind of disappear for like three to four months at a time when you're putting on market to market and we don't see you at all. And I had also started another race called the leprechaun chase, uh, 10 K. And so then it wasn't three months I disappeared for, it was like five months I disappeared for. And so they were kind of after three years, we're just like, you guys got to make a decision. Are you, what, what is your path in life? Are you doing, you can't do it all. Like you have to pick. And so we decided to. You to were pick. overextending yourself, basically, is what you're saying. You were kind of. Yeah, yeah for sure. And uh, so Jason was the first one to go full time. And from that, he started the market to market Iowa because it was just the natural progression. You know, like Des Moines is the closest city that from Omaha that has any population base. And um we just love the market to market format. Just, you know, what we talked about, how I think it gets people that aren't runners into running and we just wanted people to be active. Um, I would say it tricks people into running because the, their friends say that they can run three miles that anyone could run three miles and they, you know, they want their buds to join their van. And, um, and so for us, like going to Des Moines and finding out the Raccoon River Valley trail, and running from Jefferson to Des Moines is just the natural thing that made the most sense because we love the market to market relay and we love getting people active. And it's just the closest, you know, next city, you know, it's not that far from Omaha. Um, so how did, uh, how did the pink gorilla name come around? Um, how did you get that name? Yeah. So the first market to market relay, we were sitting in my, my garage at the time and we had planned 18 months uh, for the Market to Market Nebraska and where toilets would go, how we got 400 volunteers to be there, how people ran 84 miles, which was the first distance. It got permission from 50 <laughs> approvals, um, figured out how it all worked, right? But we didn't figure out how we were gonna start the race um, until the day before. And I, and I said, I got a pink gorilla costume. And Jason said, I still have my trombone from high school. And so we started this, the weird race that had multiple waves of runners starting from Omaha to Lincoln with a pink gorilla playing a trombone. And that's how we started every single one of our races since. Mm, so he just happened to have a pink gorilla costume, huh? Yeah. And that's kind of a weird story as well. Like, so in high school again, like Jason and I have been best friends since first grade, right? And uh, we loved going to thrift stores. Both in Omaha? Both in... Uh, yeah, we grew up in Omaha. Okay. And okay. Uh, so we loved going to thrift stores in high school. And one time there was a pink gorilla costume in the, the window uh, of the Goodwill that we went to. And I was like, oh, that'd be cool to have. And I was like, ah, but it's 20 bucks. And, you know, like, I just don't know, like, if, if it's worth it to have a pink gorilla costume for 20 bucks. And so I didn't get it and then it was gone. And then I was like, oh, I should have got that. And then like years later, uh, I was looking for a Halloween costume and there happened to be a pink gorilla. And uh, that's, so that's how I, then I was like, I can't miss this opportunity, a pink gorilla again. 
this is too this is too uh you know <laughs> coincidental <laughs> and so uh i purchased this pink gorilla costume and just had it uh lying around so that we could have it for you know i wore it, i think to halloween and then it didn't see the light of day for several more years oh my gosh that is just a funny story and now and now it's not a it's not a relay without jason uh leading us off now and uh playing yeah playing his uh instrument and letting let, leading us going so yeah <laughs> people got to the finish line and i didn't know that's how they were starting the race and so people came to the finish line and we're walking around talking about this pink gorilla at the start line and so after the race i was like i don't know what you guys did i don't know where this pink gorilla came from but people were loving it so hopefully that sticks around and it's crazy how one small thing that you think about has such a huge impact long-term on a company. It was really fun. So um, what was the reasoning? Why Jefferson? Why are we starting there? Um, what was the rationale? I know, I understand that, you know, the trail, which is great, uh, goes through there, but why, uh, why, uh, why was Jefferson the starting point? Um, I think we looked at a, a couple of, we looked at a couple of different courses for sure. Um, Okay. We looked um, basically uh, Ankeny to Panora as one, as an option, and oh, wow. and then Jefferson to downtown Des Moines, and and you know at the end of the day Jefferson was super excited that we were interested in in starting there. We met Chuck Offenberger, and he was in really enthusiastic about the event and then mayor craig barry up in jefferson at the time and then the city of des moines was just it's just fantastic to work with and we wanted you know the celebration at the end is like an achievement and a sense of accomplishment and having it finish in downtown des moines to us was very significant and just you know an important part of the experience so i think all those pieces just lined up really well and just you know, like many things in retrospect, it's how things came together, the puzzle pieces fit together. It just made sense. And, um, you know, we could have probably tried to do something else that, um, you know, wouldn't have been as great. And so I think everyone that runs this course, it, it just loves it. And, um, you know, just everything just flows together. So if you're from the area or if you're not from the area, what I hear is often like i didn't know those towns existed along the course mm. they're so beautiful uh it's just fun seeing us these small towns you know thriving and it's just a different experience than i would have gotten elsewhere yeah uh, absolutely yeah i a lot of times these are the first time i've ever been in these towns uh, you know for many of them you know that's i've never been there so it's great to, to get a little bit of a snippet of, of what the community's like you don't you don't get a full uh, feeling of that um so and of course finishing on the river uh in des moines is is a fantastic way to end things um what do you what do you say is when you're putting together this event uh either one of you what is the what is the most difficult part of doing uh, organization for this relay? What's the what's the thing that is is it meeting with the towns? Because I know 
with Ragbri, that's always a difficult one and getting the route going. Uh, is that the hardest part? Um, setting up uh, the meetings with the towns or, or what, uh, what is it? I, you know, police. He, <laughs> presence. Yeah. I mean, it's just a lot of work if you think about it. Like, um, you know, we look at how much time it takes us to put on events and this one takes us about a thousand hours, human hours. Mm. To, to plan. And that does not even including of that weekend where we all work 21 hours straight. Um, <laughs> so um, on, on race day, we work 21 hours straight. And um, the, there's just a lot of people that I think the approvals is a big portion volunteer groups that we work with um, getting them to do it. And, you know, we give them all a donation and they're excited to be there, but they all need to know what they they have to do on event day to make it really great for the runners. So, you know, we work with 25 different volunteer groups that, um, that are, are helping along the way, managing the parking and exchange points to helping at the, the finish area. And just, I mean, just this year, I think space that the event takes with about 80 miles, you know, one thing dominoes. So if a road is under construction that you guys drive on that, turns into an eight hour project of how we are going to detour around making sure that everything's accurate online and the race guide and just yeah. all that sort of stuff. Right. If uh, the trails under construction for a manhole breaking, right. <laughs> that all dominoes. So from my end, that's, that's a difficult part. Like Linda is focused on the shindig area and like her hurdles I'm, I'm sure are different. So I'll let her, <laughs> her talk about that. So mine are a little bit different because I've got a couple of volunteer groups that are coming in, but I'm working with a lot of vendors that vendors, yeah. that are coming in. And so making sure that they are all getting the information they need, they know what to expect, they know what to bring, um, making sure that they have all of their proper permits, uh, you know, making sure that if they're selling food, that they've gotten all the right permissions to be there. Um so there's a lot of hurdles to jump through in that way. Um, our after party is really fun and we have a great partner working with the Iowa tap room. And so making sure that we're keeping them open for business inside and they're helping us outside and um, just lots of overlaps between setting up and executing on the event day, getting tables set up and torn down so that people can park and that we're not, we're not getting things moved too soon or too late. Um, so just lots of logistics that we have to put into place and having one thing off, like Ben talked about on the course is a domino effect in that same kind of thing with, you know, if somebody shows up late or we don't have something secured, then that really hits the dominoes to how things could be affected for everybody else that day. So when does uh, market market planning uh, for Iowa really start? Does it kind of start, um, in September kind of? Uh, I mean, we start playing right now for, well, next, for next year. year. So we're oh, securing okay. permits and all that stuff for for 2023 right now, right? And we're mm -hmm. starting uh, the promotional side of things. And so, I mean, really, there's like sprints and then, you know, we have to secure like all this stuff and get it all ready for next year, you know, starting like a month ago. Um, and simultaneously planning for the final stages of the event right now. Um, and then, you know, 
it just cycled um, a little bit. So, you know, we run off a project management system and that keeps us making sure that we're not missing anything as far as like deadlines and checklist things. It's been, um, you know, the thing we haven't really talked about um, is, you know, with the pandemic, you know, your, your company's been really uh, hit hard um, with a lot of, um, you know, not only the restrictions, but also the loss of these, uh, uh, you know, events. Your, uh, your Nebraska one had to go uh, virtual the last two years. Uh, Iowa was virtual in 2020. You had to, because that was six weeks after the pandemic started, uh, after COVID started. And then, um, you know, you didn't even have it last year. How, how difficult has this two years been trying to plan races when you don't know what's around the corner? Yeah, it's, it's, it's totally hard. I mean, I think anyone in the, the running industry in the entire United States, you know, had, um, it, it, it was really hard, right? Like when, yeah. what you do is gather people um, and gathering people becomes, you know, not, we're trying to make people healthy, right? Like we're, our goal is to get people active and healthy and bringing people together, um, you know, wasn't the thing that made our communities healthy. And so there's that thing that, you know, our core focus is, is doing that. And we couldn't do it because it was, you know, not the right thing to do and not the thing that made people healthy. But then, you know, also, you know, this is our, our livelihood and, um, we had to figure out how, how all that worked and, you know, everything, every day was a new day and we were learning new things and, um, it was, it was totally a challenge. And, um, I feel in retrospect that, you know, the decisions that we made were as good as we could have made with the information that we had. Um, you know, last year we didn't put on the event because the vaccines weren't out. And at the time that, you know, we usually promote and have most of the events sold out. Des Moines still had a regulation of 10, 10, 10 or less people was the max that you could gather. So right. they had that regulation. Yeah. And for us, you know, there's so much planning involved, a thousand hours of planning that we couldn't, you know, plan and then say, oh, we can't have this event again without, you know, I mean, one potential of, you know, alienating our our people that love this event like you and saying oh it looks like we can't do it again so we just thought the wisest thing to do was take a pause year last year um and then just come out strong for 2022 and have a great event so um we're doing great you know as a company um you know we uh we love putting on the events and and uh are so excited to be back in 2022 uh, what's your what's your biggest event that you guys put on out of all these uh, events you've had? Uh, uh, that good life halves the half um, What's what what uh, what's the most people you have for for an event? Um, the good life halvesy is that one in Market to Market Nebraska. Our two highest events, um, Market to Market Nebraska, has about fifty five hundred people, and the good life halvesy has between fifty five hundred and sixty five hundred people. So. Okay we've sold out those events every single year that we've had them and they continue to be popular and grow 
we're really excited about those, but those two are definitely the largest and just get really people, get people really excited about running. Yeah. And your leprechaun chase does really well there. Um, in Nebraska, um, Iowa disappeared a few years ago. I imagine yeah, it was a, it was a good event. A lot of people showed up, but probably just not enough for the amount of work you were putting into it. Is, is that uh, kind of why it, uh, why it disappeared off the calendar? Yeah. I mean, it just, I think spring break was, <laughs> if schools didn't have that spring break, we'd probably still be around. Uh, but mm, I think that okay. was the thing that, you know, kept it at a lower number of people. So, you're, you know, we're super small high school, high school kids and their parents were actually leaving. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So a lot of those parents, I mean, we're a super small crew. We have four people, we have families. Um, and you know, we, there's only so much we can do. So we pick the number of events we do in, in a given calendar year. And that one just wasn't, you know, wasn't hitting the numbers that we needed to take off, you know, for four, <laughs> four to five days from our home and go travel and, sure go do it and you know it was i think the it was about 1500 people and um and um it just it, it you know as you've seen with most running events that that they they've kind of hit like a peak several years ago and they've decreased from from there so um yeah. you know it's uh it was on the first end of the trend for us of being you know this this isn't cutting it for for us to to put the effort into you know 600 okay. hours of planning <laughs> well it, it is nice to see you uh, selling out your <laughs> your two flagship races that's a that's exceptional for you that's always a good feeling to to know that well you know if we ever could uh expand it a little bit more we can you know we can uh, uh get more people uh potentially there um so is there anything um, different, new with this year's market to market relay in Iowa that people will will see or or experience. Do you have any new uh, things you're rolling out this year? Um, we do a post race survey with our runners after each of our events, and we really take to heart what people are telling us and what they're asking for. And one thing we're really excited this year is to be working with single speed single speed brewing and serving their beer at the after party. Um, we're working along with Iowa Tap Room and um, in any event. And we're really excited to have a really fun shindig and celebrate all these runners that have put in a day long running and celebrate with them in downtown Des Moines. So people okay. have been looking for something other than a Miller Lite or a um, domestic beer. And we're really excited that Single Speed is stepping in with us and, and providing some of their goodies for us. Are they a Des Moines-based uh, IPA or? Uh... Um, they are. They are. They've got a tap room right outside of Des Moines, and okay. they're going to have a hazy IPA for us. And uh, the other one's escaping me right now, but um, having single speed brewing is is really exciting. Okay, um, how's the work in Jefferson coming? Is the bridge still out? Are we are we detouring around that uh, this year? Um, nope the bridge is back so the bridge is back okay yeah we uh I haven't i haven't followed uh, the bridge because i know it's you know just wiped out the one year by the flooding <laughs> yeah took it out and it was it was really sad because it's a beautiful bridge yeah so um, it's, so it's it, 
it's back and then um nice okay the from the course standpoint there is a few few changes so the bridge is back uh like it it had been in the previous years and then once you get to um to the Waukee area we are those trails just keep on expanding as as the town continues to expand so um in the early years we used to follow highway highway six there there's a a trail that was adjacent to it but now we're headed up north and then we're exchanging at an elementary school called walnut hills elementary and then continuing down to um basically you go through uh campbell wreck area uh, along the the river there and get to the clive aquatic center so You'll see a, a few changes there based upon, um, I think, what we think is a, a better trail and um, not as busy with cars. So you're kind of avoiding Hickman now. Is that what's, uh, what, you're, what you're saying, basically? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're running from, once you get in Waukee from the YMCA there, basically north through a series of residential trails and then coming down back south. Uh, and Schuler is not Schuler Elementary is not a uh, not an exchange point now. No, saying? yeah, yeah, we're going north of there, just a few few blocks to Walnut okay. Hills. Okay, I'm not familiar with that one, and I I run by Schuler all the time. I'll have to run by the other school now, so <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to uh, scope it out and see 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 how it goes. So yeah, I'm okay. like the the maps of the it all right, and so if you want to look at how how it flows uh okay, it's basically so from it's, it's a four mile exchange point from that you know basically the ymca there to walnut hills okay well that'll be better i think um maybe that one that Schuler one was maybe a little too too short maybe yeah that's easy. that's always a challenge for your teams like yourself that are really fast of when the when the exchange points <laughs> are short of like getting from one point to the next and you can either hitchhike or you can have two cars <laughs> Right. Yeah. So I, I think that'll be a good change on your end. So, yeah, I think that'll be good. So, um, and, um, as far as, so the rest of the course is, is, is the same, like you said. Um, so is the distance going to be longer then? Uh, a little, it's 77 miles now. 77. Okay. 0.5, I guess. But, um, so I think it went oh. like a mile or so from, okay. Oh, the more mileage, the merrier. (laughs) I love that you say that. (laughs) Yeah. Some people some people say that the running is the the least exciting part of the day, that (laughs) hanging out and uh, having being out at the exchange points is the best part of the day. (laughs) Well, you need to you need to test yourself too, you know, a little bit. It is a challenge. So Yeah, you definitely need both. And running two or three legs or anything. Have have either one of you done a relay like this? Um um, yeah so we've, your own uh, we've done three together i think uh no i we've done two together and yeah. three i've done three so when we were again the origin story uh so there there's a, a similar relay called the river to Re- river relay in southern yes. illinois yeah. and um so i got to know those guys that put that on the the club and the race directors really well so one year they let me tour around with the race director as I was preparing to to put on market to market relay. And then the next year, Linda and I made a team and ran in it. So we saw both sides of the coin of 
both what the how the event was organized and I got to ask a lot of questions of how they did things and then on the flip side we we ran it the next year and and did it from the participant standpoint it was awesome Mm -hmm. Mm, yeah so what's the biggest change as res race directors uh what is the biggest change you've seen like in the last well since 2019 since the last market to market relay that was actually held uh yeah so what's the biggest change you've seen um i mean for us it's having the hybrid racing format so with covid you know like we uh there's some good things that came out of it so now we have basically you can do in person or virtual at at our events and so people will sign up for events and be like oh i got volleyball that weekend with my daughter that i wasn't planning on it and so they can do the virtual event and still participate in it and we're you know people are liking that option and then for like market to market we really have a, a an amazing deferral policy now um that came I out of that. yeah so basically teams can sign up and then for nothing up until the final roster deadlines switch to the following year and then even now for a hundred dollars so it's like 10 bucks a person or 15 bucks a person they can switch to 2023 so you know from a runner standpoint i think those changes are they're major changes on our end but from like the runner standpoint like they're they're huge benefits that we're you know we're excited that 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 was a change that the pandemic opened her eyes to injuries do happen on teams <laughs> i'm well aware of that so they do happen um is always so somebody's listening to this podcast and going yeah i want to try this this is fun is there any chance that they can get in this year are there any teams that are that where you can latch onto a team late in the game like this or or is it just uh or or, or when is that window for for this race typically yeah Teams can add runners up until race day. So on the on the website, there's a find a runner, need a runner board. So as you said, um, teams are all teams put their information there, and they're looking for for runners to join their team. So if you're a person that likes meeting new people and running, then you can go hop on there and say that you can run. And you, it's usually kind of like a I'm a I'm a male, and this is how fast I run, and I'm looking for a run. team that's competitive, or I'm looking for a team that's fun, or oftentimes it's like spouses that do it and say that they 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 want to join a team in their package deal. So um, that's that's available up until race day. Okay, and it's under my team is the is the uh, is the uh, label there that you want to look for on their website. So it's under find a runner. Um, why don't we go into your? You have five looks like five full time uh, staff members, uh, not including your husband who apparently works pretty hard, Linda, um, helping <laughs> you out with your website. Um, kind of go into explain kind of what they do and what their uh, what their jobs are, who they are. Let's uh, give them a little credit here for the hard work that they put in. Yeah, so um, Jason Bakewell is uh, one of the founders with me, and he is a race director of several races and then also our operations director and integrator. So he basically keeps all of our trains on time while directing races. Um his brother, Jared Bakewell, is our, our marketing director. So he's the one that 
is in charge of making sure people register for our events and getting signed up and creating all the the, the things around the, that promotion. Um, then Maddie is our a customer service in, in the operation team. And um, she, so if you... Maddie Hayden is what you're, mm-hmm. yep. Yep, if you send an email, you'll get back a response from Maddie. Um, Service, yep. All your, all your uh, merchandise, looks like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And then I am a race director and then finance person and do stuff in the warehouse. You know, we're a super small business, so we all pretty much do everything. <laughs> and then Linda can explain her own job. <laughs> Um, I do sponsorships and partnerships and race direct as well. And then um, I'm in the warehouse quite a bit too. So all of us wear lots of hats and we all have races that we direct. And okay. so which races do you individually direct then? Uh, um, uh, being yep. a former race director myself. So I am the director of Leprechaun Chase, Cornfield, and Harvest Moon Hustle. Okay. Wow. Ben is the race director of Market to Market Relay Nebraska. And Jason is the race director of Market to Market Iowa and the Good Life Housie. Okay. And early nice. All right. Well, I, uh, I hope we have uh, better weather than we've had in the last week. Uh, I know uh, the Iowa events had a couple uh, lightning and, and, uh, delays uh, due to uh, bad weather. Um, nothing too significant, I don't remember, uh, but hopefully the weather uh, cooperates with us and, and gets a little warmer for uh, May 14th, guys. Yeah, what that's think? what our big finger cross is as well, is good weather. And um, I just know that people will fall in love again with the event if we have if we have great weather. So. We're, we're super excited for it, and there's so many teams that are are very excited about it as well. Like it sounds like you are, Lance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is, you're right. This is one of the highlights of my season. So the last two years, it's been kind of a bummer uh, for sure. But this is my first team, uh, first time leading a team. So I'm excited about that and looking forward to seeing you guys on the 14th. So, uh, Thanks for um, putting this on and for taking uh, time on your busy schedules uh, to chat about an event we all love here in central Iowa. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye.